Right, are we ready for this? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, so whoever's listening, you are the uh, the lucky people who are joining us today for episode one of the Foundation Podcast. Uh, it's taken us a while to to get here, you know, yep. get off our backsides, mm-hmm. uh, but we're finally doing it. We're finally putting ourselves out there. We're just really here for a, a little bit of a you know friendly discussion chat. Maybe some controversy. Maybe some controversy, indeed. Um, Especially some controversy. Some clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 taken us a while. Uh, but you know, I'm guessing we've all got you know stuff on our plates, and I'm sure you guys too out uh, have out there as well. Um, all got different things going on in our lives. Maybe stop us doing stuff that we want to do. But you know, it is what it is, isn't it? And uh, speaking about different commitments, different pressures. You know, that's exactly what we're going to speak about on this first episode today. Expectations and pressures that we're all facing in our lives. And if any of this resonates with you guys, please email us at the foundation at gmail.com uh email us your thoughts uh you know maybe you've got you know some hate mail, <laughs> hate mail. uh but yeah if you've got any general Death opinions yeah please do <laughs> so um my name's jay um i am your co-host one of three and to my right i have sally with me how yeah. you doing sally I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, just as Jay was saying, we're just going to be talking about um, pressures in life and uh, there's a few different angles we're going to approach it from just to kind of try and cover as many bases as we can. Um, but yeah, we also have Gurge with us. So Yep. Um, yeah, basically I'm behind the the title because what Sally missed out was that we had a massive fight about what, what topic we're going to do. <laughs> And so I just wanted a topic that could basically be some catharsis and and to just um, catharsis. Catharsis. Oh, I like that. Whipping out the vocabulary. Absolutely. (laughs) This is the perfect time. Um, So, yeah, I'm quite quite excited to get stuck in. All right. um, Let me just kind of start by maybe summarising a couple of different ways we can look at this and then we'll kind of open up and kind of go from there. So I think pressures in life can approach you i think first early pressures kind of maybe come from family and friends that are around you well actually can i backtrack a bit before you go, go into on, that go on, go on. i just want to give a bit of context so that like it maybe it makes a little bit more sense but we were talking about this like three weeks ago um as we always do we just linked up and just like as the night gets later we just the conversations got deeper and deeper <laughs> and um it usually turns into like self-pity for me or somebody or somebody moans about something going on in their life <laughs> and um i think we were just talking about um how i or what like how everyone was doing all right but kind of maybe some of us felt that we hadn't achieved what we thought we would have achieved by by this age um, well, the big age of 24. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed, well, anyway, that's supposed to be taking on the world. Yeah, that's yeah. That we all made. Like, well, this, this, this isn't a movie, man. Like, this was the points you guys made. And anyway, yeah. I thought the conversation was quite good. And there were some good points made. So, yeah, well, so you know, I think, you know, just going back to, to that conversation, I think we both agreed, you know, like, well, we, we all agreed that it can be can be a bit daunting you know at this age you know there's an expectation on you that you know once you reach a certain age <clears throat> and when you go to a uh, uni or if you're out doing an apprenticeship or whatever you're doing you know by the time you're in your mid-20s you should have everything 
nailed down and you know you should have everything on lock you know social media probably influence your you in that as well but uh it's just not the case really i mean i don't know what you guys think but yeah like that's what i was kind of once earlier i mean social media mentioned there's definitely one i was gonna say so there's family pressure so you know certain families are a lot stricter they expect you to have certain things done by certain ages certain level of education etc so you've got that pressure there from your family then you also have pressure from your friends you know everyone kind of wants to fit into social circle and be accepted in whatever kind of path they're in or mm. are part of mm. but the newer kind of thing is you have the social media slash just media in general news type celebrity kind of like kind of pressure and when you're constantly looking at all these successful people all the time people always want to feel like they are there or they should be there you end up comparing yourself don't you to not just other people that you see online but also ex- like we were talking about expectations that are put on fam like on you by family um i mean uh, so let's talk about l- that l- let me narrow then. it down a bit so basically what we're talking about is certain pressures that we all have and there are a number of different types and then also where they come from like they're all external some of them are internal but a lot of them are external so like i think See, i disagree with you there i disagree with you i think i think for me personally all my pressure is internal for me i'm just talking about my own experience. yeah yeah okay yeah, okay the yeah. only the only the only pressure that i ever feel is from myself what, you know, so what? Yeah, but what, what pressures? That? What pressures, and where have they come from? This yeah. is kind of like a nature nurture combo. Yeah, that but comes from somewhere. You don't just—you're not born. No, no, yeah, you don't have it. No, yeah. I have an expectation of myself in it. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not. I'm not a person. Which is as a result yeah, of that, an external. I'm not a person that I, I'll just be out there straight. I'm not a person that looks at other people, and I'm just—I I never compare myself to other people in it. Unconsciously, though, you've set them pressures on yourself because you've grown up comparing yourself to people around you and you've kind of thought this is where I should fit in society and that kind of internal pressure is created from that you that's not inherent you haven't been born putting pressure on yourself to be successful just so we're being a bit more specific it's my genetics bro you know I want to be you know it's been ingrained in me yeah all you you guys you know you compare yourself to other people and that's where you get your pressures from okay 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 okay. let's let's not be vague here let's just be completely explicit what are we talking about here what pressure are we talking about because there's a difference between comparing yourself to yesterday and just saying oh i want to be better than i was in x thing or saying motivational speaker there well no there's two there's two different things give me an example give me an example so there's sophie this was the example sophie you give me something you know you've personally experienced as a pressure give me give, give me something to uh to go off well i think i think there are a number of different pressures it okay. depends it depends on which i think there are pressures in all aspects of your life okay so but the most what? obvious one is mm. is like economic making sure or financial making sure that you feel like you're doing well in life whatever that means and that you think that you can provide for whoever you think you need to provide for um that's like the most obvious one, but there are there are multiple. But the point I was making was there's. I think you need to draw a difference between like a healthy expectation and an unhealthy one. And a healthy one is um, doing better than you have before or improving. And I think that's natural. I think that you can have internally. But then there are external pressures that um, are more 
like objectively measurable like you want to buy a house by the age of 20 whatever or you want to do this thing before a certain age mm. all right so can we kind of maybe break it up because i feel like we've got a lot of different things we've mentioned so there's internal pressure social media pressure family then you might have friends society then you also have like further to the social media so social media is friends and people around you similar ages maybe people in your city da, 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 da. but then you also have your idols for lack of a better word celebrities that kind of pressure so yeah, yeah. can we start with family so Gurge, for you what kind of pressure has your family put on you to be successful or to buy a house by a certain age or what what kind of what was that like for you growing up okay so we're talking about what where pressures come from family specifically yeah, yeah? Let's just i'm just gonna say i'm just gonna now. say one thing and then you guys i want to i don't want to like keep it on me so you guys yeah, say yeah, what yeah. yours are yeah go for it, go so for like it. I, i'm gonna just give a more recent example um and situations changed i think since the last time we spoke but basically like one of the things i thought about was um so give a bit of context i'm a law graduate and um after i graduated and i come from like immigrant parents who maybe have little understanding of how things work in Britain <laughs> and so when I graduated I think the news that went round was oh our son's a lawyer now and so every day I'd hear a conversation about someone calling somebody and telling them how I'm now a lawyer which actually never happened right there's like a much longer process so anyway there's like and my granddad asks me like every other day oh so uh when are you becoming a lawyer? And I'm like, well, it's a bit more difficult than just doing it. So that's like one pressure. It's like a career pressure, I guess. Did, did they push you to become a lawyer? Or was no, that something you wanted to do? Yourself? It was like a personal choice. I never had any pressure in terms of education ever. Like they never forced me. I never had tuition did, or anything like that. But did they encourage you or like at least say, we want you to be educated? Not specific to say, we want you to go uni or we want you to da 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 da, but did you have like at least some kind of guidance of we want you to be educated we want you to do well in school we want you to go to college and do well and then after you've honestly got a bare minimum level of education anything yeah. after that is up to you yeah yeah, yeah. I, know, I see what you're saying honestly the answer is probably no which i think really? is maybe an anomaly that's, yeah, that's that is, that for is. some like because yeah we're all like Coming basically Asian ethnic, parents yeah. as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, this is what i'm saying it's it's a bit weird right okay um See for me, it was completely different. Like we're all ethnic it, minorities, what, by the way, what which it, gives more what context. It seem, what it seems like all in your foreign. situation, <laughs> get out and, com- and com- correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, is that you know there wasn't that sort of academic pressure on you when you was younger. However, once you achieved what you achieved, and you know, I'm I'm a law graduate too, and. I don't know, maybe I missed about a bit. But, you know, having a degree, is, it is kind of an achievement. I mean, I suppose Definitely. you only, I suppose you only work for about three months of the year. That's, that's, well, that's what I could <laughs> be did anyway. But, you know, and then the rest of it, you know, use up to, up to no good. But speak for yourself. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it seems like that pressure kind of came onto you once you'd obviously achieved your degree. Now, for me, it's been completely different. So... I'm probably, you know, fit fit the bill as in, you know, like typical ethnic minority, you know, child and, you know, his parents are being like, you know, you got you got to study, you got I mean, you know, they didn't they didn't put too much pressure on me. They were just like, you know, you just got to work hard. It wasn't like, you know, you get pushed into a certain way. But I found found myself 
you know, wanting to to progress myself in education because I just kind of wanted to be better than the, the person next to me. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So competitive. Yeah, it's competitive. I, I am a little bit of a competitive person, you know, a especially. Well, you can talk. Man. I think I'm the only off. non-competitive person here. Yeah. Just to, just to well, you know, there. I mean, I, I work. Well, I work in sales, so you have got to be competitive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 I know it, it is a. It's one of the forms that that can but drive I think you. And that's, like that's, that. and that's one of that is a that is an internal pressure in itself, isn't it? Just to be better than the person who's next to you. But for me, coming out of uni, like I was saying, it's complete mm. opposite to you. You know, I've just kind of heard it from my mum. Just you know, do whatever makes you happy. You know, you just gotta be. You got, and I think that's one thing that I've learned a lot. You know, when you're a kid, you know, you think, oh, um, well, me anyway. Oh, I'm gonna be. I always said when I was twelve, I'm gonna be like a millionaire by the time I'm like twenty-one. In it, I'm yeah. gonna have this. I'm gonna Every have that. I'm gonna have that. And then it's just like, when you finally get out into the working world, you're just like, nah, man, I just want to be happy. <laughs> you know, mm. like. I want obviously you know you do not feel a little make bit you happy like certain things I don't know do you not feel like sometimes you failed your childhood dreams like because every every person <coughs> let me explain that every person when they're young or mm. most people at least would be like oh by the time I'm 25 I want a house I want a white picket fence I want two dogs and three kids or whatever it is yeah mm. they've got their own little view I want to be a millionaire I want to own a business I want to be the CEO of a and they've got their own little kind of view of how they view themselves in the future. Do you now, having reached that age, feel like I should have been there? Or do you think I was kind of maybe misguided for having those kind of dreams? Do you know what? I, I kind of got over that hump at the age of 18. So all throughout my childhood, like I was hell set on like doing medicine and it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just said, I was. I'm a you got in as well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Past so eighteen, I was, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I remember. Yeah, it. Eight, so, yeah. So, so yeah, I had mind focus, just doing medicine, just doing medicine. I I got an offer from a university. I'm not going to mention the university. Don't wanna, don't wanna offend anyone who <laughs> may have went to that university, but I wasn't happy with the. University. I don't know who this is. Yeah, uh, I wasn't happy with the university that I got the offer from. So I just thought, nah, man. I'll I'll just wait a year, you know. I'll, I'll do my thing, and then firing some shots. You know, <laughs> and then just time went on, and I was just thinking to myself, like, I haven't got the commitment, man. Like, you know, do I really want to be studying? And you know, fair play to all you med students out there. I mean, my current job at the moment, I work a lot with. Like, I work with orthopedic consultants, yeah, and, yeah, and I speak. Yeah, I, I speak to I speak to the registrars there, and I always, you know, I tell them I'm just like, yeah, and few of them will come back to me and said you probably made the right choice if I'm being completely honest but yeah. like going back to what you were saying Sally when I decided I wasn't going to do medicine don't get me wrong like a part of me thought at that time well you've just you just wasted you know a whole mm. 18 years of your life gearing up to do something and now you're not doing it but you know that's then, a killer isn't it that then, mindset yeah, and then, yeah but then you just got to be like look you know shit happens plans change you know things don't that, and, and I think that's just a symptom of getting older you realise that not everything goes to plan when you're a kid you're ignorant to all this stuff yeah, yeah, aren't yeah, you definitely. I mean I mean, have you have you experienced anything what's what's See, your family pressure mine's completely the opposite to both of yours I'm not going to lie my family is heavily career orientated Mm. Like my dad's a teacher, so I think that has a lot to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. Mum does teaching now as well, but she kind of works with like disabled children, a few other things now, but she was teaching at one point. So imagine having two teacher parents. For first of all, my dad was always educating and giving us extra kind of tuition outside of school and outside of um, college, whatever. Well, not really college, but school. Um, and it was always pressure. Do well, I want A stars, I want da 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 I mean, I remember the one time I sat on my math GCC early um, and it was a foundational one so you can only get a C. Um, and I got like 96% on the exam, which was like the highest in the year. I, m- I remember like the teachers were like so proud of me and everyone was like, wow, that's so right. And I went home and told my dad and he was like, well, why didn't you get 100%? Do you know that's, what I mean? That's such a meme. Yeah, <laughs> I swear, like that, that's literally the mentality they had. It was like nothing was ever good enough. You always had to push yourself, which is, I appreciate it because it encouraged me in a certain way. But at the same time, it pushed me the other way, where it's like rebellious. Yeah, where you get rebellious, where you're like, yeah. oh, forget this. I don't care no more. I'm just gonna do what I want. Do you think? Because obviously, this is where you two are in a slightly different position from me. Because I'm, I'm an only child. So, do yeah. you think having siblings as well because you both got o- older siblings yeah, yeah yeah did that create more we pressure both went to uni definitely yeah. yeah when you have an old sibling that's done well you're constantly compared to them aren't you yeah you're constantly compared to them to be fair to my parents like even though they did that their whole thing was as long as you get into uni which i did i never told i never showed off <laughs> literally if i start day i just thought forget this i'm not going but as long as you get into uni and you're educated to that level, if you want to do your degree, do your degree. If you don't, fair enough, do whatever else you want. But just have enough so you've got those options open to you. And then after that, it's do what you want kind of thing. Mm. But having an older sibling who went to uni and studied a really good degree, that's really hard. And he passed it in the three years, no gap years, no extra years, da da da. It added that pressure because then it's like, wow, he's done it. Why can't you kind of thing? Mm. And then, yeah. Yeah, I think think you felt that pressure more. Um, Not really, because it's like when you know you have the ability to do something, you just not applying yourself in that way. You don't feel pressure because it's like, I don't want to do that, but I can. I just can't be arsed. But that's but that's because you have confidence in yourself. You know, like, I'm sure, you know, many people who are listening to this now do not have that same level of self-confidence. So if they've, you know, been in a similar situation to us, you know, where they've had a plan and that plan goes to crap, you know, as plans usually do, you're not going to have a a plan that spans 80 years of your life and it's going to go correctly to the T. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, 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 it can be difficult to pick yourself up from that. And especially when you've got those expectations and pressures mm. from a family, it can get a lot for people. Now, we're quite lucky, I think, all three of us in our sense, that we've been able to, to overcome that. But it's, it is difficult. It is really difficult. I mean, you know, you had your self-confidence, Gurge, how do you think you, you've you dealt with some of the pressures that are facing facing you? I don't know, but I'd be curious to hear why... Well, first of all, it's quite like powerful to have the self-confidence and not really care about how what other people think, even if it's family, like, caring what they think. But I was going to ask where you think that confidence comes from. Do you think it's because you did so well 
early on and that you were always kind of intelligent and worked hard and got good grades because you went on. gym <laughs> and obviously yeah that helps um, outward appearance helps now to be fair i think it's like but do you think it's internal you've always had it or do you think you've built it up no i've always had it i think i was just like some people are just naturally the personality is just a bit more confident and a bit rebellious in some senses isn't it but i think it also comes from the fact that when you have the ability to pick something up quickly or learn something quickly you know what you're capable of because you've been mm. able to apply yourself in certain things and do really well in that like without kind of sounding big-headed a lot of the things that i've <laughs> done in my life like that i've applied myself to and i've wanted to do i've tend to excel in that and got to the top of that respective field or whatever so then it's like if you want me to go to do that field it's like well if i wanted to i could do that but i don't really feel like i've got enough motivation or just interest in it to even want to do it do you get yeah, me yeah, yeah so the pressure doesn't bother me because it's like i don't really want to do that but if i did i'd be all right kind of thing it's such a natural like thing kids always will rebel like to what parents say i don't know what's behind it but like you see it with like girls and you know the ones that are usually quite suppressed and um, yeah. are kept indoors turn out to be a bit wild or the kids who are told they need to stay and in the and study well. yeah, no, yeah and the boys always, there's a special space whatever you're told you like, shouldn't yeah. do let's not be sexist yeah yeah when people are you know entrapped in a in a cage you know i'm not saying like oppressed as as but you know like like they when, they, when they when they're not used to having certain freedoms yeah you, you know go you, go, you go wild like well, first first few weeks of uni or, well first flipping year of uni i was a nutter mate <laughs> let's not <laughs> but you know like uh, stuff okay. happens but i mean just going back to like some sort of expectations on you guys you know we've spoken a little bit about family yeah. What about do you? Do you? Do you? Yeah. So Social I mean, for me, media, uh, friend no, circle. I I was gonna move on to like you know it probably ties in a little bit with the family expectation and stuff, but like financial pressures. You know, are you feeling? I think well, that's a type of pressure. And it's interesting how we all we we said any pressure from family, and it all came back to financials, which is interesting. I think we should. Why is that the one? Financials, maybe because like I feel like if we take it from growing up financial is probably one of the last pressures you feel i think the very early pressures are from family then maybe from friends then from social media and it's only when you really hit adulthood or maybe early teens that you really start caring about finances do you know mm. what i mean yeah i get what you mean but for me yeah. anyway my pressure i'm just relating it back to my situation yeah, yeah, at the yeah. moment currently like I get what you mean. If you if we want to take a conversation, the conversation linear, yeah. I'm just like for me, first thing that comes to me is like peace, money. You know, like you wanna Stop that pay you back. wanna just be like you know you wanna get to a point where you don't have to work. You know, putting in donkeys donkeys hours. Yeah. You know, lining someone else's yeah, pocket. That's everyone's goal. So, so, so basically, all right, let's uh, me, let's explore it a bit. This. Uh, Okay, so why why do you, why do you want financial freedom? What's the point of it? Do you know what? Why do you not want because, to have to work? Because probably like a lot of people listening to this, I don't like working. You know, I do it, and like my job invigorates me. But if I could just 
chill on a beach, like sit, you know, sipping on some alcohol, you know, doing whatever I want for the rest of my days. I, I, so you want to pick sp- that? I, I just want to be lazy. So, I, I want, mm. to, I want to be lazy. Okay, okay. I want to be. I enjoy. I'm, I'm a naturally lazy person. I enjoy <laughs> being lazy. Like I'm not too sure about you guys. But I was gonna say la- lazy in the sense of. <laughs> Lazy in the sense of uh, you took this down an angle. Oh, I didn't man. think you like would. like kind of like la- lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, so you want to do what makes you happy, right? Yeah, but, um, but what so makes me happy is not doing anything. Is just being, is just chilling. Yeah, obviously. so just chilling. Chilling makes me happy, and when I mean chilling, you know, for me, chilling is not just sitting inside all day. Obviously, chilling is you know like going out on holidays. Travelling the yeah, world, yeah, yeah, yeah. going out for nice food, having good times with your friends. That's all chilling for me. When I say lazy, I literally just mean like I don't want to be confined to... I don't want to ever feel forced that I have to work from 8 till 7. Uh, 8 in the morning yeah, till 7. Five, 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 just a couple of That's what I'm trying to get at. So like the, mo- the biggest pressure you feel is financial, and the financial pressure you feel is because... You, you want, want to spend your time doing things. Oh, my time. No, no, but the reason is yeah. that you want to spend your time doing it stuff that you want to, it which ultimately leads to you being happier. But we don't. It's interesting how we think about the priority being the financials to then lead to the happiness, rather than thinking about all right, I want to do what makes me happy, direct, doing the thing directly, as opposed to going for the financials the to lead so, to the happiness, because that's so, the ultimate goal, right? You are so lucky. And it's so rare that you find a job that you are actually you find that happiness. But that's why you didn't. That's why when I asked you the question, you can say a job. You said chill on a beach or do this, do that. But also, I think when people like you see all these people who start a startup, retire, make lots of money, go traveling for a year, and then figure out actually this is boring, and then just go revert to the thing that they enjoy. Believe me. So I think you'd get bored of it very quickly. Like I'd get bored personally. Like I'd love to travel, da 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 da, and chill and. But that's what the I Twitch founder bored. did. He, need, he got I, I bored. I need that mental stimulation. I need something to challenge me and make me have to kind of almost solve a puzzle and work stuff out. Like personally, I couldn't just like I'd have to be doing. But something. you'd have the yeah. But you'd have the freedom. It's the choice, you'd, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just the like you have the freedom. Yeah, you have yeah, the freedom yeah. to choose that. This comes you know, back to the family so, pressure. So yeah. So my my chilling, my idea of you know just chilling yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. If I if I was able to do that and then I got bored of it, then I'd find something else that brought me happiness. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. but at the but do working, but doing good, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but doing good, you know, doing good job. You know, that is, you know, whether it's a nine to five, an eight to late. If you're working sixteen hours a day, what we're basically doing by working is trying to make enough money so we can buy our time back. Yeah, so of course. We can, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, we can get off the wheel that is society at the moment. Like you know, at the moment, like because obviously the way things are built is that you know, unless you're enslaved until you, you, you bought your freedom, basically. I think enslaved is a little bit of a yeah. Like, like I'm not saying not, it's the same level yeah. of actual slavery, but I'm just yeah, saying it's like, a strong you know, word. But also, I think you're right. I think yeah. You're right. Do you get me? Like, right. we, obviously, not slaves where you whip, know you've literally got someone whipping. Obvious, you. Obviously, but how society is built, like if you want to 
it, it, all, it comes back to your perspective on, on what, what sort of life you want to live and like yeah, you said yeah. you know that's shaped by family shaped by social media shaped by your friends like someone could be happy as Larry just you know like chilling in a one bedroom flat you know just doing a part time job and you know that would make them happy for me I want a little bit more alright yeah fair enough alright good what about you in terms of financial kind of pressures finances how do you like Jay's is obviously kind of to gain financial freedom yeah and have that in his life where he can just kind of pick and choose what he wants to do when he wants to do go where he wants to go have the means to go to any restaurant any whatever with some deal nicely for me do you know what I mean (laughs) that's what he wants (laughs) you said it better than I said it yeah (laughs) what about you though what do you feel like your financial goal pressures driving you towards whatever goal I think we all want the same thing which is um, it's funny because it's basically like the childhood playing itself out we're like basically big kids we don't want to do the thing that we have to whenever we feel pressured to have to work to have to meet the bills we we don't want to have to do that right you feel caged in Yeah, yeah it's like restricting you feel like claustrophobic and you're living like a forced life so like it's the same it's the same thing for me i don't know if i quite know what that thing is that i would spend 90 percent of my time doing but i want the choice to be able to figure it out i want the time um and the freedom to figure that thing out that i was here to do right um even if it started off as just like filling traffic or whatever it is right Yeah, yeah yeah um but I think, yeah, you need the time, freedom to figure that out. Yeah. So it's just, it's just about being happy. The, with the most interesting thing is, is obviously when you're younger, you know, uh, maybe even going into adolescence, you know, you expect there to come a time because when you see, when you used to view adults, and you, used, you mm. know, it's just like to me, you know, I am classed as an adult, but like you said, I just feel like a big kid, and I think most me, most people feel like that. You know, like when you were a kid, you just thought, oh, there was an adult, you know mind frame and it's completely yeah. different but it's not man there like, wasn't it's, a point it's, in time where not, we kind of switched yeah, yeah. It, it's not and I don't think, I think it's will different be. if you have kids in terms of switching because for me I do feel like at one point yeah you, you do have to just switch on mm. and there's a lot of things you can't do or you kind of not can't but you just realise that I have to kind of man up be you got more priorities of, yeah you got priorities yeah you got priorities so th- there is switches for mm. some people, and it might not be kids, it might just be certain. I don't know. Some kids, is, kids is quite a common one. Kids people say that all the time. Their life changed as soon as their kid was born. Even commitments like mortgages or financial commitments, like someone's took out, I don't know, a business loan and they've just took a start. Like that's a big yeah. switch for a lot of people. But for me personally, financial kind of pressures, like. I don't know if you finished yours. Was there anything you wanted to say before? No, no, go on. Um, for me, financial pressure is, I think the long, long-term goal is to have some sort of impact in terms yeah. of, I don't want to just say this to have like some moral high ground or sound like I'm whatever, but I actually want to be able to help people. Mm. I want to be able to go to certain countries or communities or within our country or wherever and just be able to be like boom I'm setting up a community centre there a hospital there like, and actually be able to have a little bit of impact there but that's like the long 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 term goal where you know that is achievable but 
I think in the kind of same thing as you guys said is financial freedom mm. um, and the ability just to kind of be able to live well as well like yeah. longevity it's not just about being able to have and do what you want for me but to have the discipline to be able to train eat properly look after my family be able to support mm. who I need to support and also give back a little bit yeah mm. yeah I think one thing you you said that you know I can kind of resonate is you want to be able to look after your family that's what it is like I'd love to get to a point where I can say to my mom like mom you don't have to work anymore you know that's probably one one sort of thing that motivates me as well yeah you know yeah. you want you know you, you you know your wife your kids to live a good life you know and I think that sort of sort of satisfaction comes out of it so you know for example I'll give you know in my experience my granddad when he came over to this country yeah. Uh, probably when he was like fourteen or from something. Where? Just from where? From uh, from India. Yeah. Um, what are you laughing about? I don't know. He's got a cheeky look on his face. <laughs> well, you think this is funny? Though? Yeah, gone. No, yeah, no, it's serious. No, no, no. Go on, go on. Where's your granddad from? <laughs> oh, because obviously they're gonna probably want to know. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I should have been more specifically. Specific. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah. So came over. You know, worked in factories, and I'm I'm sure you know it's it's not it's not a story that's you know particular to my grandfather. I'm sure loads of people have been through this, but you know, worked in the factories, lost his finger, you know, worked to the bone, and was able to like build like property empire. He used to buy flats, flip them, you know, set up his you know his kids, potentially his grandkids as well, and uh, you know died at died at fifty odd. With cancer mm. and, and didn't get to see a penny of it but uh, he can you know impact and he's yeah exactly and he's been from from what he did he's been able to allow his family to live a good life right? yeah and that's what you want regardless of the points we made it just comes down to feeling like your life has a purpose and feeling like what ever you've done has a positive impact on even if it's just your circle or the world as a whole and and like if you live your a regular life your textbook life going to a nine to five come home um do the usual stuff you, you miss out on both of those your life doesn't really have a purpose other than to just sustain your life and you don't really have a net well, positive impact other than know, maybe yeah if you get stuck in that paycheck to paycheck track, yeah but i don't, I don't necessarily I think, what opportunity do you have i don't necessarily agree that it, you you can have no impact because you don't know what the smallest things can do. I'll give you an yeah, example. Yeah, I'm not saying you will have no you'll impact. You'll have an impact on your kids. And I'll, your immediate circle, immediate as long as you're a nice person. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So I was in Leicester today, literally in Leicester this afternoon, just yeah, grabbing yeah. myself a meal deal in between, you know, going to hospitals, Tesco whatever. Tesco meal deal. Huh? Tesco meal deal. Where did I say I went? No, Morrison's. <laughs> You didn't say. Okay, go. What, go, did, go. what did I say? You didn't say anything. I just oh no, 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 no. Yeah, you're so just making sure you're not spending unnecessary cash. No, no, no. Well, I do, but you Let know, it's what it, is. it was like it was on the company card, so it was fine. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, so I was in, I was in, a, I was in Morrison's getting myself a meal deal, you know, waiting at the kiosk, um, and then it was, it was my turn to go up, 
and then as I was going up, this this woman, she must have been about eighty. Yeah. Eighty five. No, 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 she wasn't that old actually. She looked it probably Old woman. Old woman. The point, old but woman. Yeah. But she just went up to the lady at the kiosk and she she just started going mental and she was like do you know there's a beggar outside? And the lady was like, what? And she was like, a beggar, a beggar begging for money. He's outside and I don't want to see it. You know, why is he outside for? You know, I don't want to see that when I'm coming shopping. And, you know, the lady at the till was just like, bless her. Like, bless her, she was just like, oh, I don't know what you want me to do about it. She was like, you need to get management to move it on. And then there was this guy from behind me and he goes to her, like, what's your problem? You know, why are you coming here and being so angry that there's there's a you know he's not a beggar, he's a human being outside. All right. That, you know. All right. That. Why are you why are you coming in and screaming? You know, he's he's a person. Do you think he wants to be outside? Yeah. You know, begging. Be begging. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. don't label him a beggar. You know, he's he's a person. He's a human being. And then that guy went out of the shop and gave the gave. You know the guy who's standing outside. He's just handed him a twenty pound note. Now, if if that lady didn't, I, it's weird because what she was doing, like she was being a straight up bitch. She was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. she's been yeah, she's been horrible. She's been horrible. The fact, that, the fact that this guy was like asking but, her for money affected but, her more. Yeah, but than, but but you yeah. know, like if she didn't kick off, maybe that guy outside wouldn't have got twenty quid. Do you get what I'm saying? So who's had this? That's, that's, that's quite that's far fetched. No, but it's far fetched. But what I'm saying is that is something like she she was trying to do the exact opposite and get that guy moved on. But her actions, yeah, had a had a positive impact weirdly on someone else's life. So Lim- what the point I'm trying to get at is is that you don't need to be actively you don't need to be going out and building you know, schools in a community to do something good in your life. Any sort of action that you take in your life, I mean, that was a negative example, but any sort of positive action you take in life, no matter how small, can still have an impact on someone's life. That's That was the point of my story. Have you guys ever... Can you think of an occasion where a stranger has had, like, a massive impact on your life and they probably aren't aware of it? Can you think of an example? Have you got one? Um, not instantly, but but there are little there yeah, are little yeah, things yeah. that come to my mind where I'm like, wow, this guy probably never knows, but I still think about that thing. Nah, I I have um, I can't I can't draw my mind like because I th- no. I wonder whether we've had that same impact on somebody else, definitely, and if we if we can definitely. think of examples of other people that have done that, then I think then it's possible we've done the we're, same. We're straying a little bit off expectations, but that's fine. I'll go with I, this. I think the ex- I think the thing is that you, one of the expectations some people have on themselves is it was impact, but like this is impact, right? Maybe yeah. we've had impact that we don't realise. You do, you do, because it's like that old saying, you know, you just smile at someone, you don't know what it can do for them. But I, I get your point. Like I'm trying to. There's loads of things that I think back to in my life, and I always think, yeah, like that. You know, you know those weird kind of small, insignificant moments that you always remember. Yeah, and. and was there yeah, an example you were going to say? Sorry. Like, I was in Lebanon and it was visiting some family and that. Um, and there was this, like, um, human being asking for some money. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> because, so I don't, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. I don't like to call him beggar, but you yeah. know what? Yeah. Um, we was actually visiting some graveyard 
um, a graveyard just to see some family and pay respect, you know, lay flowers down as you do and stuff. Um, and it was like he had, like, he had an arm, but he had a huge chunk missing out of his forearm. So his arm, his, like, wrist and his fingers and hands were attached to the rest of his arm by literally a little bit of bone and, like, some exposed, like, literally like bone and a bit of skin mm. but i'd say about 80 percent of his arm was just it looked like it was disintegrated mm. but he had his hands out asking for money and we did give him something like me and my family i was really young at the time but i think it was just a humbling experience where I, that is just something i've never forgotten where it's like it's gave me a sense of gratitude because you see people in those kinds of positions that are like in, in such difficult kind of points in their life but you know what he looked good he was still smiling he was just like and yeah I mean he doesn't know obviously he probably don't even remember me in it but like but he's just kind of you know like you saw you saw him and how he was and he could still smile yeah and he yeah, could still yeah. show gratitude Literally. and gratitude. it's just kind it's kind and, and you know I, I think similar to you you know you Especially, like, I was lucky enough to be kind of well-travelled when I was a kid. And, yeah, you know, yeah, go yeah. To, you know, go to, obviously, been to India, but, you know, you go to, like, places like Egypt, for example, is always something that, that sticks in my mind. Mexico as well. You know, when you see people that are, like, you know, on the streets and you see kids, like, who haven't even got shoes on and, you know, you look around and you just think to yourself, you know, how lucky am I? Do you, do you understand? And I think that comes back to... And then again, just coming back to your pressures, you know, it kind of makes it all a little bit insignificant. You know, us being able to even just sit here and have this sort of conversation, you know, if, you, if you're, if you I don't know, if you own a car, you're in the top 15% richest people in the world. If, if, even if you're in the UK, you're in the top I was gonna, I was going to say, have you guys ever been on the uh, howrichamai.com website? No. So... So I've put in a figure of £20,000 as an annual income, and where do you think that puts you in the world in percentage-wise? Is in yeah, top, top what percent? Yeah, I understand this perspective. Top and, five. And, and living costs yeah, pay living factor. Costs and all that however, however, this is a, you know, it, it's a broad-brush approach, and also we have different and options. We have different options. Well, we yeah, could yeah. move to those countries if we wanted to. On, drop, drop, and most drop, people can... What do you, as a guess, what would you say... I think you're going to exaggerate your guesses now. Five percent, I reckon. Yeah, that's what it is. It's you're in the top ninety-five, um, top five percent of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, with a twenty thousand per annum income, so um, I don't know. We have grand expectations and grand hopes for what we can achieve, but also I think that's relative because when you look at like house prices and rent, once you've paid everything else or whatever people may have less but they're able to buy more right but don't fact, forget about the hundreds like of millions of people in a house. who live not paycheck <laughs> yeah. to paycheck but meal to meal mm. yeah yeah 100% um, mm. I, I, I was going to say they make, that's why the figures are so distorted being in the UK now we can call an ambulance we can go get a doctor's checkup for free you know we can go to a food bank we can claim universal credit for an employer there's all these privileges if there's a fire right now, we can call a certain number, then boom. We got a fire we got shows running up, clean hello, water. water. Yeah, we got piped water. We got, we got food. There's so much privileges we have that we don't even see. 
do you think it's think about, do you, do you think, think it's think like hip, it. I don't know hypocritical would be the right word but um, do you think it's because it's quite ironic how um, we're all first gen right I think you're are you second, second Jay second gen means only first gen by that he means generation and of uh, generation yeah, living within yeah. a western country yeah, yeah by that and so we so, 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 so and, by gen- and so our gr- parents or grandparents made a conscious decision to leave everything that they had behind in their respective countries and and come to a different country typically with nothing um and and do you think perhaps they would have anticipated that their next generation would grow up having like the even grander expectations of what they should have and That's then maybe it is natural it, it, it's natural in it like but also human. important to keep that perspective in mind that's that, what yeah, yeah. so I, you know one thing I do and this might be of help to some people it might not you know but you know when you ever feel under pressure and you know you kind of worried about stuff you know whether that be expectations like financial uh, on your family from your family or just anything in general you've got to worry about what I usually do is I just look up at the sky and when you realise how big everything is, you realise actually how insignificant all these pressures and all these problems are. For me, anyway, I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I just yeah, look okay, up yeah. and it's just like, well, does it really matter? Is the world going to stop turning? Am I going to die? No. No. I think And also so, just practising, like, consciously practising gratitude. It's something that I've wanted to do and have done for small stints of time, but never actually done. So consciously wake up in the morning, have a diary, and just note down three things that you're grateful for. Like every morning, there's different ways of doing that. I think, like, a lot of it, like, for religious people, it might be through prayer, you know, thanking God for what He has provided for them, or you can be gracious to kind of your family or friends, or just be really thankful to the people around you. Um, but so the point is reminding yourself, yeah, reminding yourself, yeah, and. I think all right. Let's go back to and that can help. Pressures for sorry, you know, that, and, 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 that, and, and that can and that can help. Like that's helped me deal with yeah, pressures and expectations. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, just but just having a little bit of perspective no, in life. Right. See, maybe for us because we're at that age now. We're not old, but you know, mid twenties, whatever. But for someone who is early teens and the social media that they're looking at. And their friends have just bought these trainers or that dress or wh- whatever it is. Not even early teens, you know, adults, or, yeah. adults have adults, that, man. Yeah, adults even have adults, that. Because, look, look fa- Facebook, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's more people over 30 yeah. that use Facebook. Yeah, than a lot of grannies than, and granddads. Well, and it depends but on what you define as granddad. For certain people, when they're looking at those things, that is the whole world to them. There is nothing else that matters apart from that one thing achieving that whether that be i don't know facebook or instagram or snapchat whatever fame or likes or appreciation on posts or whatever it is or to actually buying something just to fit in with everyone else in the class who has those nike trainers or whatever like that is everything to them and even for us we can be gracious and we can look up and think we're insignificant we're just like a little particle and a whole whatever in you know whole huge universe really you know what i mean but for them they feel like that whole universe all those clouds the sky that all that is just that one thing that they have not got yeah and that's a pressure they set themselves on and that's what i think (laughs) 
Do, do you know what I, I mean, mean? Yeah, I get what you get mean. It drives one, people to do mad one, things. One word of advice to anyone who has, and I think we've all experienced that on some sort of level. And I think I, I I'm certainly in a position now where I can kind of, you know, I'm I'm a little bit more self-aware. Is that what you see online is one percent of the true picture? You don't. You, people don't live in a picture. Do you understand what I mean? So what people post up. You can't live in a picture, can you? So what people post online, it's only what they want you to see. Mm-hmm. So don't try and live up to those sorts of things because basically they're just not real. I mean, I don't know what you guys think, but for me, you know, I am just of the mentality now that everything you see online is basically fake. There's no truth out there whatsoever. When you see people posting, they it, it's, it's too biased. They want to, to put out a certain image of themselves yeah, 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 so yeah, when yeah. you see people they're like oh shot you know pictures of like them you know, going out partying every night or wearing the god perfect, so perfect example perfect. there are so many influencers and i'm doing that in quotation marks obviously you can't see me <laughs> they're purely influencers and you see them you know with gucci bags or whatever like actually like shopping bags yeah they buy these bags online from eBay. They just buy the empty bags. They use the empty bags, have a little photo shoot, stick it online, and then you're seeing that that photo with all these people with Gucci bags so and designer bags. We, yeah, and I know just, I know it's, somebody it's, who it's does not, that. It's, it's, it's you guys it's know not them true, as well. So do they? Yeah. So they take pictures with like cars that aren't theirs and and. Claim to lead a life that they don't actually. So there are two dynamics to this. There are the type of people, and it's usually Instagram, who claim to lead a life that they actually don't even lead. Right? They take pictures with their friends' cars, clothes that they rent, or whatever, which is I think is just wrong. Yeah. But the thing that we talked about last time was also I think we talked about LinkedIn, which can be so cringe sometimes. But (laughs) that is things that people that that's kind of things that happen in people's lives when they land a job or whatever that actually do happen but the problem is you only ever see that the good yeah the good things yeah. you only ever see people posting about when they've secured a job not when people they haven't rejected sec- 65 yeah. times yeah you see the odd post about somebody saying well I was re- i've been rejected and i'm gonna stay resilient but typically you only ever see when people do well yeah so anyway, those are two, those are two things. We have we had the gratitude and perspective as like a solution to alleviate pressures, and this is like comparing yourself. But do you know what that you know you just you've just made me think of something actually going off a little bit off tangent. But why is it? Do you think that people and I myself include you know I include myself in this as well? Maybe not to an extent where I see other people, but why do you think there is such a you know a reluctance to admit when you're wrong or admit when you failed? Ego, simple as bro, for real. Everyone wants to be the guy or the girl or whatever. Everyone wants to be on top. Every, even if they're not, it's like that fake it till you make it kind of culture where everyone wants to be something they're not. They just want to be seen as someone to look up to or that that guy, that girl. That's just simple. It's just ego. It is ego. It's just literally. I don't. I mean, it's so simple. It's just like humble yourself, mm. like kind of thing where. When you look at all these people that are posting from certain angles, and every girl has that angle that works, and you know what I mean, like there's there's always this kind of fakeness to the online world, and I think we have that filter because we've not only grew up amongst social media, but I think 
we were I think we've we took, took a step back from it though yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think if but, I think around to my friends I think you guys are probably the people that I think of that aren't on social media I think we have social media but we don't really use it we uh, never yeah. really have no, no, I just use, we've I never just been the Twitter. type to make posts I'm, I'm just like there I'm, I'm sitting there with my feet up you know glasses on box of popcorn just watching from, the world for burn. me there's been times when I have used it but I think now it's more of a thing where I use it for just to keep in touch with yeah. certain an friends tool. and family. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You know what? Keep up to date with oh, what's going what? on in the world. I think that's I what it's made before. Sure. I watched something before. It's on about tools. And it was like, a hammer is a hammer. You use a hammer to nail a nail in the wall. You get me? Mm. Use a spade to dig a hole. You use a tool where you when, when and when, when and where you need it. Social media is not a tool in that sense. It's a tool that is designed to keep you using it when you don't need to use it. A hammer will never, you know, persuade you to hold the hammer all day long when you don't need to be nailing nails in a wall. You just use a hammer when you actually need to use a hammer. You use a spade when you need to dig a hole. You know what I mean? So here's a question then. What? So, so yeah, so what you're saying is use it for its intended purpose and use it, f- like, for the right thing? Yeah. yeah, well, use it like a tool. Yeah. So if so, you, if so you what these it, if I, let's say use it to network for work or you're trying to get sales because of your business or da 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 da, hmm. set aside a couple hours or whatever, a day or one day where you sit down and you might not even have it on your phone, do it on your PC or your laptop or whatever, and just use it for that hour or two. Then for the rest of the day, don't go on it because you don't need to. Right, you're talking you, about the end user. Yeah. I, I, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I disagree. Well. I, but that's if, that's if you take from your perspective of social media as a tool. A lot of people, me included, I see it as entertainment. You know, like there is no... And the purpose of entertainment is obviously to bring you, you know, satisfaction, to, to make you yeah, laugh. You like, that's that's, also, a t- that's you, also a tool. Yeah, but you yeah. might have enough self-control to stop yourself after you've kind of absorbed a certain amount of entertainment. But people don't. They'll go down a deep, dark rabbit hole of oh yeah, you need to check out social networks, hours, you know, and then then they're on YouTube, then they're seeing a video, someone's posted a documentary, and then did, and before you know it, it's five a.m. and they got work, at, and they they're not using it the way you would for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. The entertainment that tour has took over. That's why I go back to that. So kind of it hits thing. ten o'clock. Phone off. Yeah, but you've got, got that work discipline. We've all been there, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, we've all been there. But I'm saying. Like, a lot of people don't use it, like, in that way. You know, they, they would literally just let it take over. And then that's when it can become dangerous, but because when you're using it for such a long time and you're seeing all, the, you're seeing all this fakery, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and then you think that's what real life is. Like, it's not. Like, you don't need to be... 21 years old and you know already jet setting off around the world and not having you know like it just doesn't work like that man like it's just and it, it, and it, it's it fake is, you it know is. what bare people even clothes like you know how many people borrow clothes just to take a photo and chains and watches and so, so you, fake, I, I maybe interpreted what you were saying wrongly so maybe this point doesn't stand but I'll like make it anyway so because you were talking about end users and that everyone yeah, should, yeah. should use should use social medias at all but like do you think it's right to criticize like let's talk about influencers on Instagram for doing these things if they're only using Instagram as a tool so they so ultimately they need to increase their reach I think get more followers so yeah. they can get more brand support and and they're going to do whatever they can in order to to 
basically achieve that goal. I think with okay, it, it's a it's a weird one with that because you can't blank it. You can't blank it and just mm, say kind yeah. of, all influences are bad. No, no, no. You everyone, can't. Everyone, I'm not. No, I'm, are, not, I'm not saying that at all. Like, yeah, I, I'm I think, not saying you were. I think just influences. There's definitely a grey area. There's a grey area, but what, what I what I was more getting at is like I don't want to criticise anyone for doing anything. At the end of the day, you know, people post pictures because they get gratification from it. You know, it makes them happy. That, those are some people. Yeah, other, people be, other people will be. Other people will be influencers. Nah, there's, there's ones. Okay, there's influencers who fully monetize their social media, and That's when they point. when they post a picture, they've got I don't know their little protein shake or yeah. whatever they're trying to sell or push. You get me? Yeah. But then there's ones who post it because they just want the attention. Yeah. Do you get me? And I think that's where the lines get blurred because if you've is like, either one is either yeah, but is either one inherently bad if someone yeah yeah it is because if you are defining your self-worth of how much attention you get online it's a problem so no and then it influences okay. more people to have that same problem no but I, okay but I, kind of I, thing. I, yeah i think where where i'm kind of drawing the distinction is you've got people who do the posting and then people who see the posts so the person doing the posting who's you know doing it for their grind or doing it for self-gratification whatever i don't have a problem with that because at the end of the day they're not responsible for what other people how other people take that but the person who's what if they're lying and they're misleading what if they're if they're lying and misleading that's a completely different uh, ultimately yeah you okay. know that Jay, i uh, agree if they're just posting their actual real life and yeah their posting on social media has no impact on that life no but what i'm saying then, is but, but, but they, that's rarely the case yeah but what i'm saying is is that it's the person viewing that they they're interpreting that as oh that's how their whole life is no, what I was saying at the start is that it's, accountability it's, it's not to it okay go on, explain there's two levels of accountability to it there's obviously the person who's watching that they are responsible for themselves and how much they engage and consume that content but then it's also the person creating the content and whatever they've posted because they've got a responsibility to their fans or their followers in my eyes to at least set a decent example or not to lead them into a kind of deep dark like if they're promoting negative things and promoting negative lifestyles or stuff that's damaging to your health but what's negative then, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, there's, I think there's like, a like th- slimming pills for example yeah. like but slimming pills steroids but, smoking but I, drugs yeah like, I don't want to sound that, like an old fair, man that's fair enough if you're <laughs> persuading more people to take drugs take Whatever medical pills, yeah, stuff that's basically damaging to your health. Um, um, of course, and, you of know, course, stuff like that. Uh, you've got a level of accountability, but so do they, because everyone's responsible to themselves. But, but what I was saying is, from my, going back to my early example of these people who post empty shopping bags, for me, I, y- y- you know, <laughs> like, it's it's stupid. But at the end of the day, they they they're getting gratification of it. Call you do you. But what I'm what I'm more speaking to, or the, what I'm more addressing is, you know, the people who are viewing that. Just be a little bit more aware that whatever you see on, don't hold yourself to those standards. Can I? Can do, I make do you understand one more what I'm point? saying? If they, yeah, if, they yeah. if they want to post empty bags of des- like empty designer branded bags, cool. Let them do it. That's what makes them happy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, don't 
don't compare yourself to that when you see those sorts of pictures because you know yeah. 99 times out of 100 is fake yeah i think it's fa- i think it's fair to make that, that that observation but i don't think you can always expect everyone or i don't think you can always expect everyone to just be accountable to themselves to not do those things but also the thing i was going to say was i think there's like a third um third layer of responsibility that we're maybe not thinking about um which is uh, like why this problem even exists in the first place and that's basically the the platforms oh, so yeah, like the there's social dyna- the social dilemma is a good uh, documentary i don't know if you guys have seen it on netflix but these systems are basically built to keep you hooked in to keep you with the li- for instance i think one of the th- i don't know if you saw but one of the things instagram are doing is they're getting rid of the like they're getting rid of the like function in certain countries. I think they trialed it in Australia, so you can't see how many people have liked a post, which was as a result of like external pressure. They didn't want to do it, but yeah. but like there are a lot of things that they do that are designed to keep you hooked on. So like one of the changes I noticed before I even saw the documentary was, it, I think if you remember like maybe when we were a bit younger when you'd go on facebook for instance and you'd scroll down you would eventually get to a point where the page would come to an end but yeah. if you try it now i don't know bro i never used to creep through people's facebook pages. like when you go on your feeds or, or <laughs> we know what you was doing when you was a kid. not not on people's feed no, on, I remember on, on that. your I news feed scrolling maybe no, because i didn't have a lot of friends at that <laughs> age you get to the end right facebook was new whatever you do get to the end you get to the end no that's impossible and there I isn't an end that. and yeah, that's why idea. there's lots okay. of little things and it's i mean it's the world we live in it's a capitalist world and ultimately these companies need to make money but um, I, I don't know. There needs to be That's some. That's another sort of Kind of, you're you're basically just building kind of on what I've said earlier about the tool being designed. The algorithms are set in a way to keep you using them, regardless. Yeah. Their their whole goal is to keep, keep you your on attention for as long as possible, and that's why each each user is just revenue. Yeah, it's just yeah. revenue, and you're not the customer of that. The customer really is the advertising companies. That's who they're trying to please. So the more, yeah, or the business, yeah, yeah or yeah. the businesses. So the more people they've got on there, just scrolling through endlessly, the more customers they have to then pay them and buy services of them, which is your screen time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that has become a huge problem, and it's something that hasn't obviously happened in a world kind of before. To this it's level. unregulated at the moment. It's slightly regulated. It's you know it's what? It's regulated to serve their interests. Yeah, but that but that, that that's what that's what I mean. So 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 it's unregulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but then who who should be in charge of that regulation? You can set up bodies like social media networks are regulated, but they're not regulated in those dynamics because you kind of come to the grey area of like ethics and law and and where the law should step in. Because they're ultimately they're just doing they're, it's just business like they're not inherently doing anything wrong. But they're not doing. Not sure you think about it. Have you seen all the like studies? Sorry, um, just to kind of bring this up so it kind of sheds a bit of light on it. Is mental health in relation to social media since social media has begun? Oh yeah. Mental health, depression, suicide, anxiety, blah blah blah. That's all shot up through the roof. Mm. Yeah, it comes, it comes back to the point we made. Correlation with because it. people are seeing are comparing, these, themselves. comparing themselves to what they see online when it isn't the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And sometimes it is, but sometimes you just have that top one percent or top one. 
don't know, 0.1%, you get me, where, you know, you have these people who have wealthy families or have been really lucky or have worked really hard and then everyone starts to think, oh, I sh- why am I not like that? Mm. I should be like that kind yeah. of thing. And then they put a lot of pressure on themselves and then get depressed and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think people just need to generally take a step back from social media and see what what it is actually used for and use it like a tool when you need it. Like, do you know what I mean? Don't just be using it endlessly for no reason. Use it like you'd use a hammer. You need to nail it, nail it into the wall, go pick it up, use it then. But if you don't want to, there's no point playing with a hammer all day long kind of thing. Yeah, That's agreed. just the way I see it. Agreed. People just need to be more conscious about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, but like I just wanted to, so like we talked about because I, I made a couple of notes so we talked about where pressures come from family social media friend circle and then we we were basically trying we didn't really touch too much into friends but yeah no on. we didn't we didn't we didn't um, so you, want to, you want to talk about friends well we were talking about, we can if you want to um, that's one of the sources of pressure well, I mean let's let's just bring it back to but, to to us three you know I, I I think we can safely say that that we're friends. You know, we've known each other. Well, you two known each other a bit longer than I've known you. You for a lot longer, actually. Yeah, like so yeah. over a decade, probably. It's been so a while. yeah, so I probably so been about. Means I've known each other since the beginning of high school. We've known Jay since years first year thirteen. Yeah. Year thirteen. Year, 13. year 13, twelve. 13. Yeah, yeah, year twelve. So that would I don't be know how old we would have been. Six, so 17. 16. seventeen. I was sixteen. Best was part 16. of it. Decades, so eight, eight years, yeah, eight, yeah, eight yeah. going on nine years. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah. It's quite fucking uh, long time, I, isn't it? Fucking too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think, I think it's. I think you can have pressures. Two different types of pressures from pressure from your friends. Sorry, pressures that affect you negatively, and obviously pressures that affect you positively. So for for me anyway, if I see you two doing well. That spurs me on, just like look, yeah, you know, look, these guys are setting the example. I want to, I want to do well like that as well. Mm. But then I get it that that all comes with mindset. I can get it from the other side that you know, if you see your friends doing well, you can kind of question yourself and like, why aren't I? Why why am I not there either? So it, it can go swings and roundabouts. But for me, you know, I see you doing well, Gurji. You know, makes me happy. Sally, you making movements. That just makes that just kind of like spurs me on and just be like, look, I don't want to be left behind, kind of thing, you know. Because, yeah. but you I know, I you can know see it can tr- go the other way. Uh, yeah, it can. It can. I think a lot of people they're envious, jealous. I, I think you know you've got a good friendship when you you're happy about your friends' achievements, and equally, like you know, your friends are good friends if they're happy when you've achieved stuff. But I think there are people. Like I'm happy with what you told us today. Deep down, yeah, some been some good news that I released today to these guys. But I think a lot of there are other people. I know there are other f- friends who I could have told, who I probably will never tell, who would probably say like on the surface would pretend to be happy, but deep down might think otherwise. I think I think there are but what I'm trying to say is I think I think there are a lot of people like that. Can I just say something? I don't want to go off into a tangent about religion, but I think like on Muslim so what we say in Islam is mashallah when you see someone doing well and there's a reason you say that. 
it's because if you're if you tell me good news and like I don't have to say it out loud, I can just think it, and I don't say it, there's a risk of envy and jealousy being built up and it can cause problems within the friendships and the mm. dynamics and like not only that it can cause you to have bad luck in a way kind of thing yeah so that when, hear, when, some, when someone's doing well it's important to have that mentality of genuinely being happy for them yeah and e- even if you feel deep down somewhere this feeling that like why am I not there? You need I think to it's do. you need yeah. to keep yourself in check. You do, man, because it's natural in it. It right? does. It, it comes. No, but I I truly believe that you know, like you know, you got bad mind. It'll come back on you. you, you yeah. Like that's just me. You know, you need to call it. You know, calm, you call need it to, and, you and that could that could be yeah. a kind of selfish reason for it. But you know, yeah, at the end of the yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It is. But you know, at the end of the day, like you, whenever someone is doing well why not be happy with them it, it, just because someone else is doing well doesn't affect you negatively mm. you know really and it shouldn't affect you to in the sense that you feel i know you you do you, you can again it comes back to that comparing doesn't it you know like it just depends how you take it you know like i was saying you doing well spurs me on but you should never feel any sort of hate or, or, or jealousy you know you should use it in a positive way Definitely. you know you see someone else doing well be happy for them and use it to spur you on with these people that kind of get jealous about it I don't, I don't know I think you just no, there's a lot it, of that yeah, yeah I know there's a lot of it but it kind yeah. of I don't know it speaks a lot about the person as well I guess you know if someone if if you've done well in your life or you you know you've had some good news and someone who you consider a friend is not happy for you then you just need to you need to lock them off let me let my me, opinion let me bring it back then because I think I like have a duty to like own up like fess up to this because I think we we talked we did talk about this last time um, we had a convo off mic but one of the things I said was. Um, do you think this is wrong when you look at somebody else who's achieved something that you haven't? So, like, one of the things I was thinking about was certain people um, obtaining training contracts, which is basically what you need as a law graduate to then qualify for content, uh, for context. Do you think it's bad to compare yourself to somebody who has achieved that thing and, and, and compare yourself? It's unhealthy, but do you think it's ethically you, bad to say think, well I've done more than them or I'm better than them because I've got this skill and why have they achieved this thing I don't think it's bad to think that because and it, de- it depends how you use that thought if you use that thought to be like right they've done it so yeah. why can't I yeah but if you that that's fine but if you use that thought to kind of be envious and be nasty and maybe try to sabotage that is where it's bad because it's natural it's yeah. natural to think that you know like you said you know everybody does have an ego on some level and you know if you see someone I don't know, say if, sorry, going back to your maths example, you got 96. If the, the guy who got 80, then, I don't know, goes on to get like a, went on to get like a, a higher paying job than you, or, you know, he won a prize or whatever, you'd just be like, well, no, because I got 96, you know, like, I should be uh, I don't think that's uh, a fair comparison, yeah, though, because uh, if, that's, maybe, that's if, he, maybe if Sarley wanted a maths degree yeah. and he didn't get yeah, it, yeah, that'd yeah, be a yeah. fair comparison. 
But in, I don't no, know. I get what you, but but going back to it, you know, it's only natural. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But I think it's a, a bit of a grey area because it depends on the situation. I think, like, let's say someone had, I don't know, parents, for example, who owned a law firm who could give a stupid law student a training. Oh, contract. that's about perspective then. Do, do you know you know need I mean? to keep perspective. Yeah, you need not to keep perspective in the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Think, why did they actually get that over me? Even though, mm. you know what I mean. Sometimes it could be a racial thing. Like mm. where there's a lot of factors, there's, there's upbringing a lot of factors and all sorts you know I mean? of things that could play into but it. But if you was going looking at so, it purely on an ability level, mm. you know, but, but you, can deep, you can deep not, that. Not you can think where do they get the ability like from? Is it you know you could go far down the but, rabbit hole? But, as you well, want. But just bringing it back to your original point, is it bad for you to 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 think that? No, it's not bad for you to think I'm better at that thing than them. Why haven't I got it? It's not bad mm. to think that inherently. It's just how you act upon that thought. If you act upon that poor, uh, thought and put positive energy into it and you work harder yeah. and you put more hours in, then that's only a good thing. But like Sadi was saying, if you sabotage that, like if you use it yeah, negatively, yeah. You, you want to sabotage them and you hold a bit of hate in your heart, then completely. like it's I, I just think it's like staying your own lane. Sorry to interrupt you guys, but I think it's just one of them. Staying your own lane. As long as you're doing better than... Think about you, yourself. You know what I mean? You was doing the day before, the week before, whatever, and you're constantly on a path of self-improvement and you're striving to be the best person you can be with your circumstances and everything around you, you're in a good frame of mind. Yeah. But mm. as soon as you start taking that energy and using that negatively and being resentful and jealous and then beating yourself up like, why does he get it? He doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve it, whatever. Mm. And you start going down too far that way you're just kind of setting yourself up in a bad mentality and then that will eat you alive from the inside mm. because you're you're just constantly this resentful bitter person and your time that can't be happy for anybody your time will get consumed by focusing your energy on that and i think you know everybody moves at different paces yeah, you know, yeah it's definitely. not it's not like when you're in school and you all move up in the same year at the same time you know everybody's got a different pace of, of going and achieving things you know like for you it's taken you a while to, to get where you wanted to be some people got there you know two three years earlier yeah but then again like in two three years time you could be two or three steps ahead of that person and then maybe in ten years time they're another step ahead of you you know it, things aren't linear you know you don't move, all move at the same pace you know everybody experiences you know different circumstances and situations that might might either slow their progression or or, or speed it up you know we're all different but that's why again it's dangerous to compare yourself to your friends because although we're all friends. We're not all in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? It's also about who you compare yourself to. Because if you're constantly comparing yourself to high achievers, you know, you're going to be struggling. Yeah. But if you're constantly comparing yourself to low achievers, you're going to be big-headed. It's all relative. And, you know, you're going to just think, I'm better than everyone. Look at all these dumb people around me. Like, you don't want to be that guy. You just want to be balanced where... You've got a balanced approach of looking at people who are doing better than you, looking for people who are doing worse than you, and staying in your own lane and just doing the best you can do. But if you're constantly looking at all these top performers, high, you know, geniuses and whatnot and blah, 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 and you're like 
comparing yourself against them, then you're going to be in a negative state. Like, I know it's easier said than done, but for me, what I've kind of learned is just don't compare yourself to anyone in it. There's, it, it when when we when we when I say compare yourself, like for me. I never want to be the smartest person in the room because if you're the smartest person yeah, in the room, 100%. you shouldn't you shouldn't be in there. Like I'm by far my, the dumbest on my team, but, 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 but I love it. Don't, that's I the thing. It. I'm in the same situation. I am the most inexperienced person yeah, yeah. in my job. I'm the, young, if I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the youngest person yeah. out of my team. Yeah. yeah. Same. If you truly I'm, believe I'm, in I'm, the average of five people, and that should be your goal. And I'm loving it because I'm learning every single day. So by comparison, I mean. Don't look at other people and just be like, why am I not that? That's going to be completely unhealthy. But what you can do is look at other people and learn yeah. from them and use them to drive you. But as soon as you compare yourself in that negative light and be like, you know, start questioning, it, things can just spiral. I think the two people, can I just quickly make a point? So I think no, that, because like, I, I don't want to, I know you guys are making fun of me right now, but like, I also, I, this is entertainment, <laughs> but also I want people to take away something from this there are two pieces of advice i think we said earlier we'll come back to them but i think what you just said jay is like a separate point so would you first of all would you say it's fair the earlier thing we talked about do you think it'd be fair to summarize it as you should consciously control your internal dialogue so recognize if you've got any natural feelings towards a situation but control them and like be happy for other people is that like a fair summary? Whereas I think what you just said was another piece of advice, which is basically um, a similar thing, but look at other people doing well as just a net positive for you because it will ultimately bring you up. I think I there's, think, there's I two think, pieces of I advice. Know, I, I think both of them are quite interlinked, to be honest. They are linked. They are, they are linked. In but that, again, it's just, it's, just, it's just a mentality to, to adopt, really. And like, Going back to a health and mental health thing, you know, it's all intertwined. You know, if you look at someone doing well and you think bad of it, you know, it's just it's not going to lead you to a good place. But I get where you, you're coming from. I can see them as separate. But for me, I kind of just take them all the same. I don't know what you think, Sadi. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's good. You should definitely control your internal dialogue when and where you kind of can. But it goes back to kind of gratitude as well, where it's like... That's dialogue? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah gratitude being thankful appreciative um and also not comparing yourself too much and a certain level of healthy competition is okay and at the same time don't get comfortable because you're doing better than everyone around you because i feel like some people do if you've come from a very underprivileged or tough or whatever background and you've been dragged up or whatever and your constant your surrounding family friends whatever are like um, not as high achieving as you are don't get to a stage and be like you know what I'm this many levels above everyone around me I'm comfortable here <laughs> can I share a funny story you get me you don't want to be that guy who just settles like take push yourself to the most extreme limits of what you are capable of do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah the got... peak of your mental physical intellectual ability I've got a real world example of that and it's quite funny now looking back at it. So 
when I was in year five. So what, when, how old were you in year five? Oh, I it was like, like ten, what, okay. ten years can old just, or something. Can I just no, guess what you're going to say? Are you going to basically give me a story where you played dumb to fit in? No. Oh, okay. Wanna, I don't... Not played dumb, but like, you know, when like... I don't know. If it, Let him say the story. Let's on, hear the on, story. On, and, then you, and then you can say afterwards. <laughs> I just don't no, know why no, I thought no, I said no. that from you. I don't no. think you're ten. Are you ten in year five? Yeah, you are, because you leave, you leave primary school at like eleven, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You start yes. So you're like, like nine, 12. ten years old in England. Anyway. In England, anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I used to be good at good at science. Like when I was little, I used to think I was good. But you know, like when when I was in year five, there was like this award that you know all the year five. So whenever you're in year five, you got the best. You got like this plaque basically. Yeah. And you got it. Uh, they had it for English, maths, and science. And it was given to basically the the best the top student, yeah, the top like, performer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got it, like, and you only got it, gave it to the year fives. Everyone else, like year fours, year threes, even the year sixes, they just got awarded like these shitty little paper certificates. Year five, like a little a trophy thing. So year five, it was a trophy thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah, a trophy yeah. thing. And I forget the name of it now. So I won that in year five for science. Don't know. And I was just like, and I think I came right. like I think I came like second Is that for on your English. <laughs> Yeah, man, I might as well stick it on there, but past experience. But, <laughs> but you know, I won it in year five, and I was yeah. like, I thought I was Billy Big Bollocks, you know what I mean? And then year six, I just chilled. And you know what? By the end of the year, you didn't win I it. got awarded. The, I got awarded oh, the third place blue certificate. Third place. Yeah, I went from first, oh, beca- be- third. Yeah, to third because oh. you know, out of how, how many people? So, I don't know, like sixty. Oh my god! So I just because I, I was just I was just chilling. Did After, you? I, I thought I was like, Mama made it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, but he's just like like that. That you, was you that was put that on your LinkedIn. Yeah, if you that, had LinkedIn. That that was you know. I got Did you learn your lesson? Like coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned my lesson. Like you were saying, you know, you thought Not you was. Does. I thought you was. I thought I was at the top. I got comfortable. Didn't really put in the effort like in my last year of primary school. Yeah, I know it's primary yourself. school. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know you got comfortable and then you thought at the end of the year I was just like embarrassed growing up I, I remember getting in the car and like after school and just like ripping my certificate up I was like bun this get third, third place. place yeah and you know and I, but you still it's perspective top three, though. You're still no, top no three. but I'm just, I'm just kind of like putting it out there as in you're right you can't be comfortable like I learned that lesson and early like, it's like, good like, to learn it early because some people don't learn it till later on in life and that's when it, it's a bit harder to kind of catch up in it it's never too late but it is good to learn that lesson as early as you can where you can't be comfortable you can't settle you should always push yourself to whatever and yeah and one of the ways you, you can, can push that is obviously having external pressure from whether it be your friends or your work colleagues or whatever but you got to use it in that positive manner so for example for me I use that to be like now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like fall back ever again. But I wasn't envious of the person who got first place. Do you understand yeah, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Even at that age? No, I wasn't. Mm. I wasn't. He was one of my boys, I remember him. I can't remember his name actually, so I can't say I remember him. Yeah, that's always different though as well. If it what? was like if it was like a rival that you oh, because a rival, <laughs> yeah. Be, but that's that's different because it's not it's not their achievement that's annoying you. It's the person. Yeah. They are. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, like, what is a healthy amount of 
internal pressure you think you guys should put on yourselves on a day-to-day or what what is a healthy i think it's exactly what you said which is just always compare yourself to yourself from from the past yeah basically don't don't yeah as long as as long as you're moving forward you know even if it's by you know because even goals can be skewed yeah even if it's like one percent a day half a percent 0.1 percent whatever it is you know whether this and this doesn't just relate to work or education or whatever you know this is in terms of you know you being the person who you want to be whether that's exercise or whether that's you believing you need to become you know someone who's morally a little bit better than you are i don't know it can be whatever it is whatever goal you're working towards don't concentrate on other people concentrate on yourself and only use other people as an example not as a comparison that's what i would say yeah 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 i mean i don't know what you both would say to that no that i agree i'd say that's the only way you could do it yeah Mm -hmm. and whether this you know pressure is coming financially or through family or through work I think that's the way you should you should strive to take it. Definitely easier said than done, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. you know. What about? Okay, just before we close off, I think the last thing we didn't really touch on is let's put ourselves back into our maybe teenage mind frame and think about pressure from friends and maybe bring that up to pressure now we feel from friends and how much you felt back then. Um, and just be honest. So, say that again. So, how much pressure would you say you felt from your friends in your kind of teenage years? Mm, I mean, looking back at it, it's the same that I feel now. Like you just, I use it as com- used to use it as competition. You know, and I don't even necessarily say from friends, like just from people in general. I don't really, okay. for me personally, anyway, it hasn't really changed you know i probably was a little bit probably had a little bit more jealousy in me than i am now potentially (laughs) but i can't i can't i can't quite recall like you know it's very hard to kind of remember Mm. back and you know because memory's always skewed it's always misleading yeah so i mean yeah I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I felt maybe pressure in the past. I definitely certainly didn't feel it like in academics. I never felt like oh somebody's doing better than me. I think it's more of a recent thing for me. Mm. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because like there was never an external pressure in academics. I don't know. But yeah, more of a recent thing for me. Yeah. But I can't. Again, I don't know. Memory's always misleading. So maybe I did feel it, but just I'm. Blanking it all out. What about you, Sardi, before we wrap up? Mine is definitely, I'd say, <laughs> uh, the only pressure Hint, I really hint. felt for my friends at that age was probably like clothes. I think when you have foreign parents, they don't give a rats, mm. whatever, what you're wearing, they'll just go to Sports Direct and, you know, get you the latest umbro oh yeah or whatever this is, yeah. You get me, so. This is another when topic. You, when you, yeah, this is yeah, it is, but I'd yeah. say, at that age, I remember that pressure of wanting to wear certain things or look a certain way or have this or have that. But to be fair, even though I had no swagger like that because my parents never had the peas to kind of splash out on me, 
I started alright and like I think my confidence got me by and I was able to style whatever I had off, you get me, so yeah, I think I think clothing. I think you've is, made up for it by going to the gym. Basically, is what yeah, you're saying. Making them. Tight. Nah, it's a personality, <laughs> man. You, you even before I went to the gym, mm. I think it's just it's how you wear it rather than what you wear. Mm, tell them. Do, do you know what I mean? It's you don't have to have the latest garments to look fly. You get me? You can just wear it with that confidence, chin up high, and all of that. But yeah, the, I think that's word a, to the wise. That, that's a that's a conversation and a topic. I think we're going to go into a lot of depth in on a on another episode of the foundation podcast but thank you you know for you guys for your time if you've made it to the end uh we hope you have fair play, um, to, you. Fair play to you you know it's been a maybe a little bit of a ramble but you know like i said we're just putting ourselves our thoughts out there and please send you know, your hate mail would love to you, read it exactly send your hate mail <laughs> Send any thoughts. If I'll you, be quite pleased if we get some if hate you, mail, to be honest. If you, you know, you're doing sort of right when you got haters. If you agreed with anything we said, disagreed, or you know, if you've got an opinion that you want to throw in, tell uh, us what pressures you've got. Do you want to? Exactly. Do you want to summarize the the what our points were, like in terms of what people can take away? Yeah. What if, if you disagree, tell me. But basically, the points I've, I wrote down were one: have gratitude and have perspective, right? Uh-huh. So be grateful for what you do have and have perspective as to where you are compared to where a lot of people aren't. Tell them. <laughs> Number two, stop comparing yourself to other people. Definitely. Um, it's not healthy at all. Three, consciously control your internal dialogue. So if even if you do naturally, because I, I do think jealousy is like somewhat of a natural thing. People do feel it. So if yeah. you do, ch- keep yourself in check, basically. Like control it. Um, number four is um, look at people always it, yeah it kind of connects to the last point but always look at people doing well as a positive because if you truly believe like you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with if your friends are doing well ultimately you're going to do well um, and then compare yourself to yourself that's it always try and be better than you was yesterday and the day before mm-hmm. and the week before constant self-improvement and push yourself don't hold yourself back yeah and be grateful and happy with whatever you've got because it's still a blessing regardless and that's the way i would have summed it up but yeah good you did an amazing job anyway and just one final thing for me uh if it ever gets too much for you just look up at the sky and think about how insignificant you are <laughs> <laughs>